Presents football and time. Welcome to the podcast. It's Fantasy Football Friday. On today's show, we're going to break down the. On today's show, we're going to break down the best DFS plays for the week. We won't get into season-long fantasy plays or waiver wire pickups just yet. Just to let a week go by and see how things play out. Also, at after our Fantasy Friday breakdown, we'll go to our NFL win totals. And our best bets on those. Let's start out with the quarterbacks and see our best buys and don't buys of the week. In the expensive category, I really do like Russell Wilson this week versus Atlanta. The 8400 cost on FanDuel is a bit pricey. He comes in at the number two quarterback. His salary ranks as the number two quarterback. But I think he will be productive for that salary. So if you're looking for a high-end quarterback with a high price tag, I think Russell Wilson would be a good buy. A little cheaper on the list is Josh Allen, but he's still pretty pricey at 7900 Do like his matchup versus the New York Jets this week. Think he'll get some rushing yards, think he'll get some yards through the air, and beat up on this Jets defense who's either, who's either traded away their best players or their best players are sitting out. Medium to high value player that I think will have a good week. Look at Carson Wentz. I look for him to start out hot and healthy this week versus the Washington football team's defense. think at 6300 he's a pretty good value play. Now on the cheaper end of the spectrum, I really like Phillip Rivers and Tyrod Taylor. I think they both have good matchups versus Jacksonville and Cincinnati. And at $6,000 for Phillip Rivers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, look for Phillip to get off to a hot start. And with that price tag... He'll let you put some more higher-end players at the other skill position categories. Tyrod Taylor comes in at 5600 I don't know how many times you will be able to use him this year, but with his running value versus a very poor Cincinnati defense, really like the Tyrod Taylor play this week. I think there's a lot of good value in Tyrod Taylor. Now on to my don't-buy list. I don't love the matchup for Lamar Jackson versus Cleveland this week. Of the games he didn't play great last year, one of them was versus Cleveland. And I think at $9,400 in FanDuel and $8,100 for DraftKings, I think it's just a little too pricey. The other two matchups that I don't love this week are Kyler Murray versus San Francisco. I just think they'll get off to a bit of a slow start. I look for San Francisco to harass Kyler Murray and force him into mistakes. At his high price tag at $7,700 for FanDuel and $6,400 for DraftKings, I just don't think there's much value there. And the same goes for Tom Brady at 7600 I don't know if the offense will be yet clicking, so I there seems to be better, better dollar value out there for the week. Okay, now let's move on to the running backs. On my running back buy list, I really like the Austin Eckler value here. At 7700 in FanDuel, he's a, he's a bit on the expensive side coming in as the sixth highest running back. But of the high-end running backs out there, I really love the Austin Eckler matchup. Once again, Cincinnati's defense is poor. Let's take advantage of that as much as we can. Also, Tyrod Taylor tends to check down a lot, so look for a lot of pass catches for Austin Eckler. Our next buy list is Devin Singletary. FanDuel has him at 6,300. DraftKings at 6,400. Just love the play here. Once again, that Jets defense will be poor. I look for Singletary to hit a couple big plays, maybe 
the only the only bad part about Singletary is he doesn't always get the goal line carries, especially with look for Zach Moss to get a handful of those. But I think he might be able to hit a big one, and if he can hit a big one, definitely out of the passing game. Look for him to get a touchdown and put up pretty good yards with a nice mixture of carries and catches. And last in our in our value running back play, look for Chris Thompson. I think he'll make a lot of catches. I'm sure the Jaguars will be down. He'll be in there on all passing downs. And at $4,800 on FanDuel and $4,000 on DraftKings, he might be a cheap running back who might get some nice mop-up stats at the end of the game. And with a price like that, he'll let you get some of the more high high value skill position players. On my don't buy list for running backs, Joe Mixon coming in at 7300 for FanDuel, 6700 for DraftKings. I think Joe Mixon will have a tough day with the Chargers defensive line. I think he will get some catches, but at the value of 7300, I just don't see great value there. There are many more choices you can make for running backs on the day. And the other one I don't like is Leonard Fournette. I don't even know how many carries he'll get. And they haven't adjusted his value from the Jacksonville. So at 6,900 on FanDuel, 6,000 on DraftKings, I just think Leonard Fournette is a pass. Now let's move to the wide receivers. My number one wide receiver buy on the high end is Devontae Adams at 8,000 on FanDuel, 7,300 on DraftKings. Just look for Green Bay to have a pretty big game versus this Vikings defense. Their secondary has been poor. Their secondary was pretty poor last year. And him being easily the number one target in Green Bay with not much depth out there on receiver. I look for Devontae Adams to have a pretty big day. And the 8,000 on FanDuel seems to be worth it. Keenan Allen is next up. Once again, that Cincinnati defense was porous last year. I think they'll be porous again this year. I think there'll definitely be some turnovers forced from the San Diego Chargers defense with a rookie quarterback in there. And I look for Tyrod Taylor to throw a handful of jump balls to Keenan Allen at $7,000 FanDuel, $6,400 DraftKings. I really think Keenan Allen will have a nice day. Stefan Diggs coming in at $6,600 on FanDuel, $6,400 on DraftKings. I just think versus the New York Jets, they'll want to get Diggs involved early. I think he'll hit a definitely one big play, possibly two. And at at $6,600 in that mid-range value, it's a nice way to balance out your roster without having to break the bank on a big upper echelon receiver, and you might get upper echelon points. The same goes for Terry McLaurin. That Eagles secondary has been porous for a while now. I think the the I think Washington will be behind, so they'll start chucking up. Haskins seemed to have a nice little rapport with him. Look for Terry McLaurin to get at least one big play and a score. At 6,500 FanDuel, 5,600 DraftKings, see nice value there. One last medium-range receiver that I like this week, Ty Hilton at 6,400 FanDuel, 5,800 DraftKings. First, the Jaguars look for Phillip Rivers and Ty Hilton to hook up a couple times for some explosive plays versus that poorest Jacksonville Jaguars team. I think Ty Hilton presents pretty nice value there. On the lower end of the spectrum, Preston Williams at 5,300 for FanDuel, 4,500 for DraftKings, and Jalen Rieger, 5,200 for FanDuel, 4,300 for DraftKings. Preston started out hot last year before he blew out his ACL. If he's healthy, I look for that trend to continue. I look for Ryan Fitzpatrick to get him the ball. He's a nice little possession receiver, so you might get some nice catches and a solid day for 5,300 
that's a nice price for a solid production. And Jalen Rieger at 5200 for FanDuel, 4300 for DraftKings. I really think he'll take the Nelson Aguilar spot. So about five for 60, and maybe he gets one of those little quick slant pass touchdowns that the Eagles like to run down there. It's such a cheap value. I think it's a nice play. My don't buy list on the wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't know if they'll have the chemistry yet, plus a pretty bad matchup with the San Francisco 49ers. And his price being at 7800 on FanDuel, 6800 on DraftKings just seems like a tad high for the chance that there might be some chemistry issues that haven't been sorted out yet. Plus, DeAndre Hopkins started so last year. Let's see if that, uh, that trend might continue this year. I just don't think the value is worth the chance. On today's show, we're going to go over the win totals for the NFL season. We're going to start out in alphabetical order. First up is the Arizona Cardinals, whose number sits at 7.5. The over is minus 110. The under is minus 110. The Cardinals went 5-10 and 10 last year, so the win total sits at a 2.5 win bump for them. They're in a deep conference, so I don't know if they can hit this... 8-win number. Another year of Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake in the backfield. Adding DeAndre Hopkins. They should be improved, but with Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles sitting in their division, it will be tough to get conference wins, and 8 seems like a bit too many. Look for the Cardinals to go under the 7.5. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons. Their number sits at 7.5, minus 105 on the over, minus 115 on the under. Really like this number here. Think they'll be the ones who contend in the NFC South over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to challenge New Orleans to win that division. Last year they went 7-9, and nine, so it's only a half-win number bump from last year. They bring in Todd Gurley from the Rams. I don't know how much he has left, but I think he will be able to give a little something into their backfield. And of course, with Ryan at QB and their receivers of Jones and Ridley, really look for their offense to score a ton of points. If their defense can hold up, if their defense can hold up just a little bit, I look for the Falcons to have a pretty good year. I think they could hit the 10 win mark, going way over their seven and a half number. The Baltimore Ravens are up next. Their number is 11 and a half, plus 105 on the over, minus one. 25 on the under. Pretty big number here. Second highest number on the board to the Kansas City Chiefs. They won 14 games last year. I don't think they can hit that number again. 12 wins seems about right, but with a revamped Pittsburgh Steelers offense, maybe the Cleveland Browns making a slight improvement from last year. Same with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the division will be tougher, not as many easy wins. So 11.5 sits a little too high for me. Look for the under for the Baltimore Ravens. The Buffalo Bills come in at 8.5, over minus 160, under plus 125. The Bills went 10-6 and six last year, and they're favored to win their division. Everybody's looking for a big breakout year from the Buffalo Bills. I could easily see that possible. Definitely see them going over this 8.5 number. I think they're much better than a 9-win team. I think they could get to 10-12 to 12 wins this season. They're also in a very weak division with the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. And we don't know what we're getting from the Patriots this year. So look for Buffalo to have a nice season. Go over this 8.5 number. Carolina Panthers over-under sits at 5.5, minus 130 for the over, plus 110 for the under. Carolina went 5-11 and 11 last year, so their number sits right about where they were last year. I don't look for much improvement on to last year. They're rebuilding with Teddy Bridgewater. They're rebuilding with Matt Rule, taking over for Ron Rivera, and they're in a very tough vision. If I had to pick one, they're rebuilding. They're in a very tough division. 
look for five and a half to go under. Look for fair, look for Carolina to go under the five and a half. The Chicago Bears are eight in it. Chicago Bears over under comes in at eight plus one twenty for the over minus one forty for the under. Really like the Bears number here. Think they will improve upon their eight wins last year. I think they'll go back to the year before. I think they could easily be a ten to twelve win team. Really like the over eight plus one twenty here. Cincinnati Bengals over under is five and a half minus one thirty on the over plus one ten on the under. Cincinnati went two and fourteen last year, and of course comes in with Joe Burrow as their quarterback to start the year, the number one overall draft pick. I think they will improve, of course, on their two wins, but I don't know if they can hit this five-and-a-half number, especially with Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore being in their division. I think they will definitely struggle a lot still on defense. Look for them to go under the on the under. Really think this will probably hit the under. Really think Cleveland will probably go under again. Though they might improve upon their six wins, I don't know if they can get to nine wins. I definitely think they will be better and more organized. But I think Pittsburgh and Baltimore will dominate that division. And I don't know if Cleveland can hit that nine number. Look for Cleveland to go under the eight and a half. The Dallas Cowboys come in at nine and a half. Minus 160 on the over, plus 135 on the under. Dallas went eight and eight last year. I really look for the Dallas offense to be one of the best offenses in the league. It's a little bit too expensive of a price at nine and a half, but I definitely think they will hit that over, especially being in such a weak division with only Philadelphia really there to present any sort of true opponent. Look for Dallas to hit over the nine and a half. The Denver Broncos over under seven and a half, plus 105 on the over, minus 125 on the under. I think the Broncos will go over that seven and a half total. I think they will be the second best team in their division to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know about their quarterback play, but I think their defense and offensive weapons will be enough to win them about nine games and contend for a playoff spot. Look for the Denver Broncos to go over the seven and a half. The Detroit Lions are seven, minus 120 on the over, plus 100 on the under. The Detroit went 3-12-1 last year with a lot of injuries. The seven-win mark, though, seems like quite a big bump, especially with Minnesota, Chicago, and Green Bay in that division. They, have, they did sign some nice defensive free agents, but I don't know how much that improves their overall defense that much. Their defense was already halfway solid. It was the offense that was a problem. Some of that can be attributed to Stafford going out, but seven wins seems like a bit too much. Look for the Detroit Lions to go under the seven. The Green Bay Packers over under is nine plus 120 on the over minus 140 on the under. Green Bay went 13 and three last year. The analytics people hate this team. They think they way overachieved. I don't know about that. They might have overachieved to win 13 games, but I think they can easily win 10 to 12 games again this year. Their defense should stay solid. I think their offense will be even more improved than it was last year. Look for Green Bay to easily go over the nine. Really like Green Bay over the nine. Houston Texans over under is seven and a half. Houston, the Houston Texans over under is seven and a half. Minus 105 on the over. Minus 115 on the under. Houston went 10 and six and won the division last year. Definitely think there'll be a drop off, especially sending DeAndre Hopkins at last year. Bill O'Brien does seem to win regular season games, but with Tennessee and Indianapolis in that division, both I think have jumped ahead of Houston. The seven and a half number seems right about right. I think they could, they're in the seven to nine win range. Eight wins seems right on the money. Eight and eight. Take the Houston Texans over. The Indianapolis Colts over under is nine, minus 125 on the over, plus 105 
on the under. Love the Colts to go over nine here. Think they will be the best team in the AFC South. Definitely think they can win about 12 games. I think their low win number is probably about 10. So I really look for that offense to improve with Phillip Rivers. Love Frank Wright as a coach. Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts over the nine. The Jacksonville Jaguars over under is four and a half plus 100 on the over minus 120 on the under. I don't think there's much to say here. The Jaguars are trying to lose four and a half. Seems like a lot of wins for a team trying to lose. Jacksonville Jaguars under. The Kansas City Chiefs over under is 11 and a half minus 125 on the over plus 105 on the under. Definitely think the Chiefs can easily win 12 to 13 games, but the 11 and a half number is pretty daunting, especially when you get a little bit of a juice tax at minus 125. But I think the offense should easily roll. The defense seems solid enough. Kansas City Chiefs over the 11 and a half. The Las Vegas Raiders over under is 7.5, plus 115 on the over, minus 135 on the under. The Raiders won seven games last year, and that seems about what they'll win this year, and that's pretty much where the number sits. Hard one to call here. I'd lean towards the under. I think the Broncos are improved in their division. I think Kansas City is the Kansas City is the most dominant team in the AFC, so it's really between the Raiders and Chargers to battle out who will bring up the rear in that division. I think it'll be the Raiders. Look for the Raiders to go under the 7.5. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. Their over-under is 8, plus 100 on the over, minus 120 on the under. I don't think the Chargers will be very good. Darwin James is already out for the season, so I think the defense will not be as good as it was last year. Even though their defensive line is one of the best in the NFL, I don't think that's enough to carry them. I think their offense will be poor. Look for the Chargers to go under the 8. The Los Angeles Rams over under is 8.5 plus 115 for the over, minus 135 for the under. I like the Rams on the over here, though it's a pretty big number. I think the defense... I think the defense will be, I think the Rams defense will be good enough to carry them. I think they can piece together a good enough offense. I look for a little regression from the San Francisco 49ers, and I think the Rams can hit a 10-win mark, so look for the Rams to hit that 8.5 over. The Miami Dolphins over under win is 6, minus 130 on the over, plus 115 on the under. This team overachieved last year, really like their coaching staff. I think they're starting to get pieces in there. Don't know how long Ryan Fitzpatrick will play, probably until around the 10-game mark. Six wins seems right around on the money. They won five games last year. With Buffalo and New England in that division, I still think they probably struggle to get to the six. Miami Dolphins under the six. The Minnesota Vikings over under is eight and a half, minus 150 on the over plus 125 on the under. I look for the Vikings to be the team that regresses the most this year. I think their defense will definitely not be as good as it was last year. Without Stephon Diggs, I think the Minnesota Vikings offense becomes just a little bit more weaker without that deep threat. So look for the Vikings to go under the 8.5. The New England Patriots over under is 9, plus 135 on the over, minus 160 on the under. Hard team to read here. They lost a lot of pieces on defense and a handful of opt-outs, but I do like bringing in Cam Newton. I think Bill Belichick will be able to piece together this team, plus they're still in that weak division. Really like the number at plus 135, like the New England Patriots over the 9. The New Orleans Saints over under is 10.5, plus 100 on the over, minus 120 on the under. Tough one to call here, pretty high number. I think 10 wins probably is about where they'll fall. 
especially in such a tough division with the Buccaneers, Falcons, and Carolina in there. Look for this. I don't know how much Drew Brees has left, but I think the Saints have enough left to probably hit that 10.5 over. New Orleans Saints, 10.5 over. The New York Jets over under is 6, minus 110 on the over, minus 110 on the under. Considering their two best players on defense are out, I don't know. Considering their two best pieces on defense have either been traded or are sitting at the season, I don't look, it doesn't look like the Jets have much hope for a successful season. I'm not a huge Sam Darnold fan. I'm not a huge Adam Gase fan. I look for the Jets to be the worst team in the AFC East. Definitely going under New York Jets under the 6. The New York Giants over-under is 6, minus 115 on the over, minus 105 on the under. I think the Giants will be improved from last year. Look for a little bit of a jump for Daniel Jones. Like that offense a lot. Don't know much of how the defense is going to play out, but I think that division is weak. But I don't know. But they sit in a pretty soft division with the Eagles, Washington, and Dallas. think they could probably get to 7-9 to nine wins if everything goes right. Look for the Giants to go over the 6. The Philadelphia Eagles over under is 9.5, minus 110 for the over, minus 130 for the under. Injuries are already starting to pile up, but I really like this team. think they have a lot of heart. I think they could definitely ca- challenge the Cowboys for the division if everything goes right and they're healthy. 9.5 seems a little tad too high, though. 9.5. Look for the Eagles to go under the 9.5. The Pittsburgh Steelers over-under is 9, minus 120 on the over, plus 100 on the under. Really like the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Think that defense is probably the best in the NFL. If Ben Roethlisberger can give them anything, definitely think they will go over this 9 here, especially sitting in a division with Cleveland and Cincinnati. I think Pittsburgh will be the surprise team of the AFC. Pittsburgh Steelers over the 9. San Francisco 49ers over under 10.5, plus 100 for the over, minus 120 for the under. Definitely think there'll be some regression here for the San Francisco 49ers. 10.5 seems like a bit too much. I don't know if they can pull that same running game off and then you're putting pressure on Jimmy G to carry you through games, which I don't think he's capable of doing. I think that defense will once again be really good, but I don't know if they can hit their win. I don't know if they can win as many games as they did last year. 10.5 seems a tad too high. Look for San Francisco to go under the 10.5. The Seattle Seahawks over under is 9.5. Minus 110 on the over, minus 110 on the under. Really like Seattle here. Think they will be the best team in the a- NFC West. Love that offense. I think they'll be even more explosive this year. I think the defense is starting to piece things right back together. I don't think they'll hit Legion of Boom levels, but I think it will be a vast improvement from last year. Really like the Seattle Seahawks over the 9.5. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers over under is 9.5, minus 130 on the over, plus 110 on the under. That seems like a lot of wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if they can hit that number. Tom Brady's old. Rob Gronkowski was retired last year. I do like their two receivers in Evans and Godwin. Bruce Arians doesn't run the ball that much. And I don't trust this Buccaneers defense. Look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go under the 9.5. The Tennessee Titans over under is 8.5, minus 125 on the over, plus 105 on the under. Like this Titan team, if they can get any sort of repeat of the play that Ryan Tannehill had last year, I think the defense will carry them and they'll pound Hendry away to a easy over the 8.5. The Washington football team over under is 5, minus 120 on the over, plus 100 on the under. I think this will definitely be the second worst team in the in football. I don't know about their quarterback play. I don't know about their defense. I think they have a nice 
slot a running back. So if Ron Rivera can, so if Ron Rivera can sort of ball control the game, maybe they can get a handful of wins. But I don't know if they can get a, enough wins to go over this f- number of five. Look for the Washington Redskins to go under the five. Now, what are my fire picks for the 2020 win total season? The Atlanta Falcons over the seven and a half minus 105. The Chicago Bears over the eight at plus 120. The Green Bay Packers over the nine at plus 120. The Indianapolis Colts over the nine at minus 125. And the Los Angeles Chargers under the eight at plus 100. Be sure to subscribe to the Football Time Podcast. Also, if you're looking for a soccer podcast, please be sure to look for our False Nine Soccer Podcast. Our first episode will be airing on Saturday. It'll be a preview of the Premier League and La Liga. You can also find us on Instagram at GLNChamp5 and Twitter with the same name. Thanks for listening, and I'm out.